It's September 25th, 2015 at 3.08 p.m. That is the mm-hmm. time. And we're in my basement once again for episode two here of the Cinematology Podcast. I'm Gerard, and I am joined by the Robin to my Batman, Ian. This has been made very clear over the past few episodes. <laughs> yes, it has. Out of over the two episodes that we've done. I try to make it as clear as possible. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, I am Ian. Yeah, I want to see the eventual episode that we do, like when I'm I'm gone or something like that, and it's just gosh. you on here. Oh gosh, what am I gonna do with myself? I don't know. You can bring on someone and talk about things. I don't yes. even know. I I'm kind of afraid about what you're gonna say about me when I am gone. Yeah, Gerard. <laughs> yeah, get... as I should be. You're gonna get roasted. We're going to have a Gerard Roast episode. A Gerard Roast episode, and I won't even get to be here for it? No. Or are you just going to... Here's what I think that you should do for my Roast episode. Okay. I think that you should like just get a bunch of people, plug them in on their microphones, and then just have me like sit in a corner and tie me to a chair. And duct tape your mouth. Yeah, duct tape my mouth. Don't give me anything that I can talk with and just make me listen to the whole thing. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. And we'll do it in your own house. Oh, yeah, that would make it even even more painful for me. So how have you been, Ian? I've been good. I uh, I recently acquired a, a game that's been hyped, hyped over, hyped on. Oh, yeah, you do. I have things <sighs> I want to talk about, too, but I'll let you go first. Let Okay, I get to start the plugging this time. Yes, since... you do. Start um, the plugs, Ian. The plug, NBA 2K16. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but uh, yeah. How long has it been out for? Uh, so it actually comes out on Tuesday. Oh, okay. If you That's pre-ordered, right, you got the pre-release. If you pre-ordered, it came out today. Okay. Um. So I was there. I wasn't there for the midnight launch, obviously, but uh, had to get you. had to get my sleep. But um, yeah, I actually have not played the game yet. I'm gonna do that as soon as I get home from this. I'm gonna unwrap the plastic and pop open and start my career. Yeah, I know. I expect like a full breakdown on this thing. You will get a full okay on the next podcast. We'll get a full breakdown of That's, NBA. I, I'm 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 reserving a plug for my uh, for the next podcast. Yeah, and we probably would have done, but you know, you're going to China, so I am going to China. Yeah, another yeah, plug, <laughs> plug for China. Which actually, speaking of China, though, uh, we had um, you know, Xi Jinping, the yeah, the president of president China. of China, general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party depending on what your political leanings are. You can call him whatever you want. Uh, but yeah, no, because he was here. He went to Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. That was very bad for traffic. That's what I heard. I, I heard was, everything was blocked up. Yeah, for... for the, I always get the highway numbers confused here. 520 was completely stopped right after I left. And I was caught in 520, so I was just sitting there oh. for a while. I was, I was luckily, on. I was on 520 on Thursday. Um, how far north were you? I was oh, I I don't think it was it was Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, Wednesday was the day when he went to the the Redmond Microsoft campus, and he basically like blocked up everything. Like, oh gosh, north. yeah, and and that's the problem is that I was north of the Microsoft campus. Uh, That'll so, do yeah. it. Luckily, I was able to get off and take Marimore, uh down, or at least I I don't know what the actual name of the road is. It called Marimore? I think it is. Oh, like. You mean the road that 
runs yeah, through Microsoft? Gonna... No, no, not the road that runs through Microsoft, but the road that kind of it 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 like goes near Marymore Park and then it goes down and leads into Crossroads. Oh, I never. I've if actually any... never. I've never been to Marymore Park to be honest. Oh really? Yeah, it, you're not missing a whole lot. There's some like okay. fields up there, and I think they, have... they used to have like pigs, but they... I don't know if they do anymore. <laughs> they have concerts there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are like that's where they do concerts in the park. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, it's it's Redmond, it's whatever. People who don't, <laughs> people who don't live in Western Washington are gonna have no idea what we're yeah. talking about right now, and we okay. spent like five minutes on this. Okay, for those of you who don't live in Western Washington, just know that you literally don't need to worry at all about Redmond. Like it's you don't. Literally, Microsoft. Yeah, and that's it. Redmond's a waste of time, even though I work there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. I have things that I need to talk about. Well, actually, first, I have a correction that I need to do for last episode that this was pointed out to me. Was it about Hamas? No, it was not uh, about. It wasn't about Hamas or, you know... Spy dolphins. Yeah, spy dolphins. No, it was actually uh, in our Man From U.N.C.L.E. thing. I said something about 60s special effects, um, and I I didn't really think it out completely like that special effects would just be equated to computer generated effects because mm-hmm. i was like i was thinking like practical effects basically like oh okay but i i said special effects and i guess that people just immediately associate that with computer effects and i i also didn't process in my brain at the time that computers were not readily available in the 1960s yes. I, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah i know which was my bad i figured that i watched enough hall and catch fire that i should know that computers became available in the 80s but you know you know it's okay because I wasn't even there for that. No, you weren't. You didn't even recording. see the movie. <laughs> so. I, I I didn't. Um, you can watch it. Wait for it to come out on DVD or whatever. It's not. Oh, it's probably out of the movies already, isn't it? Or not? I think it's still in some theaters. I'm not gonna watch it in the movies, but yeah, I mean, you don't just, have to. Just wondering. It's good. I mean, I don't know. I I kind of wanted to see it in the theaters just because I want to support that type of thing. Oh so, yeah, and I kind of—I don't think that there will be a sequel, but I would—it would be cool if there was. When you say that kind of thing, do you mean like old TV show reboots, or not even like old TV show reboots, but just um, like almost sort of like a like an action comedy, but an action comedy that's not done in like a completely stupid way. Oh, got it. Because this was—I felt like this was a as good as an action comedy can be because I mean there are limits to how good that an action comedy can actually be Yeah, but I I don't know I sort of liked it and I like the 60s or things about the 60s yeah kind of okay. and yeah no I liked it okay listen to our last episode to if you're completely lost yeah. right now it, it shouldn't be hard to find because we only have two of them <laughs> so yeah unless you're uh, on iTunes unless you're on iTunes in which case, we still have two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I have two things I want to talk about. Please. Um, Be uh, my I, guest. I saw the movie Aloha, which was the Cameron Crowe oh, movie. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, the, that, has, that has Emma Stone, doesn't it? Emma and Stone and Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin's in it. Uh, Bill Murray. Uh, I don't remember who else, but... How was it? Uh, oh, uh, Jim from The Office, John Krasinski. Oh, yeah. He was in it. Uh, it was Jimmer. not very good. It wasn't good. Uh, no. I kind of figured as much. 
Yeah, no, I um the people that forced me to watch it who who were Tia and Taryn, uh you know, both of them being Is it because they're Hawaiian. from Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they are both Hawaiian people, uh sort of, you know, I guess as Hawaiian as a person can what? be who's not I mean oh. like okay, they're from Hawaii but they're not like Hawaii like they're not yeah, Pacific yeah, Islanders, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like that, I, it, it was really bad. Uh, if I can be quite honest about this movie, it kind it of, it tried to be way too much oh, okay. uh, in one movie. Cause it was basically like they had, they had all these different things. Like it was, it, it, it was like about a love triangle sort oh. of between, uh, John Krasinski's wife, I can't exactly remember who played her right now and I'm not going to bother to look it up because the computer's like five feet away from me. Um, it's true. And uh, Emma Stone who plays a quarter Hawaiian, quarter Chinese person. What? Yeah, I know. That's exactly oh, what she looks like, right? That's no. She definitely she's... looks like someone who could possibly be half so Asian, white. half Pacific Islander. That's, you know, not, that, no, not that's, unbelievable no. at all. Okay, and Bradley Cooper. Um, they but need then, to cast differently in that case. They need to cast very differently. Uh, but then it also kind of tried to be like a movie about like space and um, like you know, like those things like uh, like Project Odin and stuff like that. Is that uh, a movie? No, it's like a, it a space thing. Well, I mean, it's... How do I even describe it? I, I guess I should have thought this through a little better. But basically, like, that they launch, um, like, uh, kinetic energy projectiles from space and hit the Earth and cause uh -oh. massive damage. And it was, for some reason, like, about a private contractor who was Bill Murray or... He, I guess he's some, like, deranged millionaire in this okay. or whatever... So he he makes a satellite that then he launches into space, and but then Bradley Cooper blows up the satellite. It was just a weird Bradley movie, Cooper. and it tried to be so many things, uh, and then it just turned into it was abs it was about absolutely nothing. Wow, because it was kind of about the Air Force, and it was kind of about like the morality of you know using satellites as weapons, and it was kind <laughs> of about falling in love. And you can totally derive that from the title Aloha. Yeah, I know, exactly. The only thing that was really Aloha about it was that it was set in Hawaii. And Emma Stone was so ridiculously set on reminding everyone who was watching this movie that she is um, a quarter Hawaiian <laughs> throughout the entire thing. I think that she said the line, I'm a quarter Hawaiian about 20 times. <laughs> Just to remind everyone in the audience how poorly cast that she yeah. was for this role. Because when you make when you make a bad casting decision like that, you have you to gotta explicitly. Really you have to remind everyone yeah. throughout the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, there was that. Uh, it wasn't very good. Uh, there was imagine. also a guy who wore a short a shirt a, a short um <laughs> a short shirt crop a top? short shirt. Well, I mean, it was it didn't have sleeves, so I mean, I guess you uh -oh. it was a. It, it was like a, a tank top thing. Yeah, but a it was like beater. one of those. It was like one of those. Um, it's like a muscle tee, basically. Sorry, I think I like burped into the mic or something. I just had some pasta. 
Yeah, no, it was like one of those uh, muscle tees, basically, and it said, like, American by birth, or Hawaiian by birth, American by force. Oh, wow. It was probably one of the worst shirts that I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, that was... That, that's... Wow. That was that movie. Um, also, I have one other thing I want to mention before we talk about our main topic. Corn Runner. Corn Runner. Yeah. And Sunburnt Tribulation. <laughs> Me and you were... I think that we took it too far. Yeah, like, we, with this we came up with too many. Yeah, yeah, no, because when it gets to the point where, like, we can't even understand, like, the title that we're talking about, because <laughs> I think I, what was the one that I said, like, Grain Walker or something <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah, and then, then didn't I ice test or something? It didn't even make <laughs> sense after a certain point. Did but you say that? I think I might have. <laughs> Are you going to look through the text I sent to you? I, I said something very similar to that. But yeah, uh, I also released, I think, basically like at the beginning of this month, was the new Deer Hunter album. Deer Hunter? Yeah, Deer Hunter. Uh, which, I don't know. Have I Is ever that the read? artist? Yeah, oh, the artist. And and by the way, we're talking about Deer Hunter as in the Deer Hunter. D-E-A-R, not D-E-R, Hunter. Uh, that'll probably still be confusing uh... for anyone. But yeah, have you ever really like listened to his stuff? Or... Okay, wait. How do you spell it? D E A R Hunter. It's very confusing because there's like a a band called uh, Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter D E R. Uh... Is it this guy? Uh, no, no. It's too worried. Wow. Oh. Apparently, there's just a ton of people called deer hunter oh is it the deer yeah hunter? the deer okay. hunter it's Please casey specify yeah casey crescenzo it's his solo project he was in a band called the receiving end of sirens uh he just recently released his new album which is called act four is it is it live or is it act four it's act four rebirth and reprise and yeah i i don't know i guess i've never really talked to you about him i didn't know if you if he was someone that you listened to but um okay I really liked it. It's uh, it's like most other Deer Hunter albums, where it's kind of like a, a combination of like fifty different genres. Sometimes about five or six genres within one song. So it'll go from like being like a '60s pop song to being like a Foo Fighters song, and then it'll be like an '80s song, oh, okay. like okay. kind of new wavy, but then turn into like a, like I don't even know, like a a folk music thing okay uh, so yeah interesting um, no it's uh i i'm probably not selling it at all okay uh cool. but it's yeah no um and he has like a the reason that it's called act four is because he has like a, a story basically that he's been oh okay working on since he began this solo project because basically the way that it started is he took a bunch of songs and just things that he did on whatever random instrument that it is that he's playing that didn't really fit into the receiving end of sirens, which they're um, receiving end of sirens is basically like a, you know, I, I hate this term, but they're, they're an emo band basically. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he took stuff that didn't really fit in with them and you know, now he's made his own solo project and okay. he's, he's really good. I, I think you should listen to it. Okay. Probably, I if you've never listened to him before, I would start with the complete color spectrum. Uh, fair oh, warning. You, 
You told me about I, that. I did. I think I did tell you about this before. Fair warning: it's thirty-six songs long. Oh, <laughs> uh, so it's 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 gonna take me a while. It it will probably take you a couple days to listen to. Oh, so that's by the same art. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's by... the same guy. Same guy. But uh, yeah, no, I really like it. He does, you know, so many different styles of music within it. Which yeah, you think it wouldn't work? You think that one guy couldn't really do this or that it would sound just kind of terrible and there are some songs on you know that 36 song long album that i'm kind of like uh, this is not great the quality kind of dipped a little bit but most yeah. of them are are very good and very okay good okay to. cool so, yeah i'll check it out cool you guys check it out too yes you guys you people listening i guess i kind of cut you out of this conversation didn't i <laughs> sorry you're kind of the third party. It's weird. Yeah, no. I, I kind of like this format, though, where it's just like me and you sitting in a room. Cause Talking. We, yeah, no, we did not get like a guest or anything this time. Sorry, uh, guys. Oh, well. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. You know what? It's it's everyone else's fault for, exactly. for not being on. Actually, we didn't really even try to get anyone. I think I called Gary, but I couldn't get him to... We tried to get one other person, but he... Uh... Yeah, I know. He lives far away. <sighs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous, isn't it? So we can probably we can probably start talking about uh about about Maze Runner. Probably. Let's. Well, I mean, for actually we should play this theme song thing first since we are 20 minutes in and we have not played this theme song business. Theme song. What sound does an Ewok make? Actually, speaking of Ewoks, uh, <laughs> I know that I just completely took your thing and then uh, then messed it up. <laughs> no, no. It's but fine. there was... Um, Any talk about Ewoks is fine with me. Uh, there's this Ewok rap song that <laughs> oh, I recently gosh. discovered. Where? On, uh, the, on the tubes? From... I I looked it up because um, I was listening to uh, it was some podcast. It was, yeah, it was like Elijah Wood talking about his DJing, and I guess like he discovered that there was basically like an Ewok rap song at the end of the I don't know it must have been the episode six soundtrack, which I whatever really? I don't care the Return of the Jedi soundtrack. If you're you know over the age of I don't know, 30, probably. I'll probably think of that as being Return of the Jedi rather than Episode 6, but, you know, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> we got that out of the way. Yeah, there's, like, an Ewok rap song. It's done in the Ewok language, which, sorry, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, and I know that the Wookiee language is called Shirawook. I would not just call it Wookiee language, but I don't know what the Ewok language is called. I apologize. But it's done in the Ewok language. And it's like, <laughs> And then like they, they, they just what? randomly throw in the character names. And it's uh, like, Nobi, 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 PO. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. So it's called Ewokies. Ewokies? Oh, that was okay. very simple. That's um, like what every language... In Star Wars, is it called? They just put E's <laughs> at the end of it. E's. Yeah. Okay. Um. Apparently, 
It's based on Tibetan. Oh, is it really? Kalmak and a small amount of North American Lakota. Ooh, I'm learning all sorts of new stuff about this is this is great. This Ewok language here, which I did not know anything about Ewokies. Because I kind of hated the Ewoks. Yeah, lots of people do. <laughs> but yeah, I completely interrupted you with my tangent. Then again, this podcast is really just a series of tangents anyway, so... No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so what was the point of that Ewok comment? I don't know. It just... it I, I, just, I just felt the urge to ask you. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> Alright, anyway, guys. We should start talking about Maze let's, Runner let's, now, because I think that's why... People came here. That's why we do this podcast, is to talk about movies. The cinematology. Yeah, this podcast is... I think that this episode is going to be called Maze Runner Colon Scorch Trials, so we (laughs) should probably talk about this thing at some point. But, wait, okay, we'll get right into it, but yeah, just a quick point. This is the cinematology, so we're going to be talking about movies, and Star Wars is a movie. That's true, well, actually, no, we've pretty much entirely talked about movies. Yeah, we also video games talked and about music. Aloha and uh, foreign travels to foreign lands. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you're leaving. China. Uh, okay, let's go. Okay, cool. Maze Runner, Colin Scorch Trials. Yeah, Maze Runner, Colin Scorch Trials, so... But are we going to start with uh, Maze Runner? Yeah, let's actually start with the first Maze Runner. The movie. OG James Dashner film. <laughs> James Dashner, directed by Wes Ball, uh, starring Dylan O'Brien. Teen Wolf. Yeah, Teen Wolf. And, you know, some other people. But, okay, this movie, which we actually did not see when it came out in theaters. We just saw it recently because it was on the home box office. Yeah. So... Uh, we decided to take a look at that. We realized that Scorch Trials was coming out. So we did. We figured yeah, so we... we panicked and we're like, oh no, we gotta see this thing right now. So we, we got a podcast on. We gotta jump in on this Maze Runner before it's out of style. Okay, so... Indeed. What happens in the first Maze Runner movie is basically that a kid, played by Dylan O'Brien, he doesn't know that his name is Thomas... At first, but he, doesn't he know anything. finds out very soon that his name is Thomas, but he can't remember anything else about himself. Uh, goes up an elevator shaft and wakes up in a place called the Glade, which is just this sort of forest type area. It's an enclosed, yeah, little foresty area. Yeah, it's like a it's like a walled off little area. It's like a it's like the the anti Onderon. Uh, that was, a, that was the Knights of the Old Republic reference. Oh, oh wow. Because okay. on... Oh, actually, no. It was the Knights of the Old Republic 2 reference. But Onderon was like the... Like the... They um made a walled-off city called Isis. Okay. Um On uh the, this this city, which was basically just like a forest moon. And there were all sorts of ravenous creatures inside the... Whatever. It doesn't It doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. That reference had nothing to do with anything. I don't even know why I made it. But Climates yeah, it's our uh, tropical climate in the Glade. Um, I'd say around mid seventies, uh, high humidity. <laughs> We're here doing a weather forecast from the Glade. Glade <laughs> actually kind of looked like Washington. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know where they filmed it. I, they filmed the second one in New Mexico. I know. I don't know where. They oh, actually, really? Yeah, I guess it was. Um, okay, I guess. I guess it was in Louisiana in Baton Rouge. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay, I guess that I'm that kind of that. makes sense. It was very green in the glade, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. But they should yeah. have filmed it in the Northwest, but whatever. And the first film was sort of Lord of the Flies esque. That. Yeah, I uh, I got a I, I definitely got a big hint of like a Lord of the Flies vibe just yeah. because we got that um, feeling of a group, a small band of kids um, who are all. In- who are all trapped on an island, like like a yeah. little closed area together, mm-hmm. and um, they have to struggle to survive. Except this time they get supplies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Flies was a little bit more rough. Yeah, it was. Raw. I mean, I liked Lord of the maybe Flies maybe slightly. I like Lord of the Flies too, and that's actually what I really liked about this first movie is that it was that the first movie was really about just this group of dudes basically this group of 16 year old kids that kind of form their own society but you know they're trying to actually some of them are trying to escape some of them want to stay um yeah. that creates some tension between them i guess we'll get more into that later yeah. but it was really like about them just trying to find a way out of this the maze that you know they were entirely surrounded by on all sides yeah yeah I thought it was great how they had multiple conflicts going on. They 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 had the concept of <clears throat> first of all, I just I just really like mazes. So I, yeah, maybe that's why I'm biased towards this yeah. film. I know, but, but this this one just wasn't like really even like a true like maze movie though, because it yeah, wasn't yeah. like a they didn't get like highly like technical. Or yeah, anything yeah, tec- with like the traveling through, which like, I would have liked, but um, that would have actually yeah, <laughs> but, just like to see a puzzle movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I like. I like puzzles, but, yeah. but but anyway, um, like just like uh, we had yeah, because we had like the conflict of them trying to get out of yeah. the uh, of the actual maze, mm-hmm. but then also the conflict of trying to discover who they are mm-hmm. because they're just kids and they don't they they don't remember anything. Yeah, and also the conflict of these like kind of like two conflicting groups, kind of yeah. like the. Kind of like the conservatives, if you will, versus the liberals, if you want to get that. <laughs> the, de- the Democrats and the Republicans. <laughs> I mean, it's if the, you wanted to get that deep. Yeah, if it. you want to, they have the Whigs and the Tories. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I like, there was definitely more character development in the first one. Yeah. There were a lot of characters that did not get developed in the first one. I <laughs> yeah, will say true. that much. But there was more character development in the first one than there was in the second, where the second character development was basically non-existent. Yeah. So yeah, as so Thomas is integrated into this maze society, he finds out about a group called the Runners. The runners yeah. yeah, the Runners, who are basically the people that go into the maze and run through it, map it out in their heads, I guess, and then build a little, a little uh, one to two hundred scale stick model <laughs> in a tent. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what they do with their time. But then everything changes when a girl shows up. Just like life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like life. Yeah. I mean, well, this was definitely kind of like how uh, like Hunger Games and Diversion are like aimed for, you know, the, the female audience. This is one that's for, you know, boys, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, that, it's pretty clear. Uh, but yeah, it changes when she comes in. Her name is... Be, I was about to say Beatrice, but that Teresa. is that is divergent. Yeah, it's Teresa. Uh, oh, um, she remembered her name right when she came in. 
or not? I do think that she. I think she. She was. She was. She different. remembered more than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's played by Kyla Sco Delario. Uh, but yeah, she then climbs up into a tower and starts throwing stuff at people. But Thomas comes down and you know calms her down immediately because Thomas is special. Thomas is special because, like all these movies, the main character has to be special. Exactly. Um. Okay, and then after that, we. I, I might be getting the order of things wrong, but uh, Albie, who is the leader, oh yeah, of um, you know this group, this this ragtag bunch that lives in the maze, um, he eventually gets stung by what is called a griever, which a griever is sort of this insectoid type of thing. Yeah, they were. I don't even really know how to describe what yeah. they look like other than the fact they kind of look like bugs sort of it was like a bug's life combined with yeah Michael <laughs> no, that's actually sort of what i thought it was like the like the caterpillar in a bug's life <laughs> that's sort of what they look like to me except uh much more terrifying yes indeed but yeah i'll be played by emma men who i'm also probably saying that name wrong it's spelled very weird and it's also a name that i've never heard said out loud um and i probably should have tried to avoid saying it but you know what i didn't so there we go yeah he gets stung and he gets carried back by minho who's played by k hong lee or ki hong lee because he's not it oh ki i think it's ki when it's korean when it's korean i think it's ki and he is korean so ki hong lee yeah. He's my favorite character, by the way. I like him. I like him. He's good. I actually, I, I generally like the people that were in this movie. Yeah. Sometimes they didn't really get a whole lot to do other than, you know, just sort of stand around or run or yeah do stuff. But, like, they, they didn't really. I feel like, I, I feel like in this movie and in Scorch, there's, there's, uh, there's like these characters that are kind of stable throughout the movie. Yeah. I think that Key is one of them because he, mm-hmm. he he doesn't really get like too emotional or no. hyped up over anything. Well, because um, there's really no talking in Scorch Trials. <laughs> there's really not dialogue in that movie. Yeah, it's just running, constant running. Constant uh, and running. also, I'm I'm gonna give a warning here. We probably will be spoiling what happens in this movie, the first Maze Runner movie, but we won't be spoiling what happens in Scorch Trials because it's kind of hard to talk about. Scores trials without spoiling it. Um, so yeah, he he gets stung. Um, Thomas runs into the maze, uh, and because he's trying to save Albie and Minho, because mm-hmm. Minho is carrying back Albie. Uh, so is Minho Minho key? Minho is uh, the Korean okay. one. Yeah, I, they never really say his name. They yeah. never really say any of the characters' names. Like I said, there's no talking in this movie. Wait, no. In Scorch, they called him Mino, I thought. Oh, is it Mino? It's Mino, not Minho? It's probably just the American pronunciation of it. <laughs> Did I just make it racist? No, no, gosh. I... <laughs> I don't know. I think I might have if I called him Minho instead of Mino. That's probably what his name is supposed to be. It probably is. I don't think that they actually asked the author how they, these names are supposed <laughs> to be pronounced. Nobody talked to James. Yeah. This is our movie. Yeah, no. 
yeah, West Ball just went off, and it's like, should I? They probably like asked him, like, how am I supposed to say this? Am I supposed to say Minho? Or am I supposed to say? And he's like, no, you you just pronounce it Mino. And they're like, well, that that doesn't really make any sense. Why is it spelled Minho then? <laughs> nah, it's fine. It's it's Mino. And they just put the whole day arguing over. They this. probably did. <laughs> yeah, that was the main writing that took place in this movie. Was that, just them arguing. That's why they couldn't the, spend as much time on Scorch, is because they were focusing so much time on <laughs> yeah. the pronunciation of his name. That's why they didn't like get any dialogue into their <laughs> script. Um, okay, but yeah, that is Thomas's. Thomas then spends his first night in the maze, basically with uh, Mino. I guess I'll say it that way now, even though I'm definitely going to say Minho later on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he spends the night in the maze with him. Mino kind of runs away, basically, after they they bring Albie safe. There's a chase scene where Thomas runs away from one of the Grievers. Uh, Then they eventually crush the Griever. Mm -hmm. Uh, They head back. Uh, Thomas then has to spend a night in the pit. In the pit, <laughs> no food. Yeah, he was he was jailed by some by, by the, some by some conservatives. Who who was it that actually decided to jail? Because there's like okay, so there's Galley, there's Newt. Which, by the way, everyone except for, like, Thomas and Chuck just have ridiculous names in this thing. Because <laughs> there's also Fry Pan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't remember Fry Pan from the, uh, from, from the OG Maze Runner. Because he was barely in it. Oh. He was also barely in Scorch Trials. He got cut out of a lot of shots. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. But it, 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 that doesn't spoil anything. It doesn't no, 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 no. I... I Oh, you don't want to... I was going to say something, but then I decided not to. Oh, okay. I see what you're going to say. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Continue. Uh, Yeah. So, fry pan. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I just love that name. Enough (laughs) said. I don't know. Well, because that's what I'm very confused about. Yeah, because, like, they remember their names after (laughs) a certain point. Like, Like, was his biological name fry pan? His parents. Yeah, his parents named him fry pan. Maybe Gosh. I don't know. Maybe may, maybe he just like because that's what it was. His... Is like Thomas is like having like a sumo wrestling match with Galley, and then he's like, "I remember my name's Thomas." <laughs> oh, okay, so I guess we'll call this Greenie Thomas now because by the way, that's what they call the people that just go off. They call them Greenies. Greenies. Uh, yeah. Um, but so yeah, was his like a given name Frypan? They should have an anthology film on Frypan. They should also. Uh-huh. I wonder if Frypan, like, he, he just, like, wasn't remembering his name fast enough, so, <laughs> so they're like, everyone's yeah. like, what's your name? And he's just like, uh, Frypan. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, looks to the right, <laughs> just sees a frying pan sitting right there, like, baking eggs or something like that, and he's totally. like, my name's Frypan. <laughs> don't question it. It's totally what happened. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that, I yeah, I'd like to see an anthology film, like, just with Frypan and Newt. <laughs> Gosh. They should have, yeah, they they should make an anthology film where, like, Albie is in the cage that goes up to the maze. And oh, he, yeah. It he's just, just like, be, on his own. Just Albie on his own. Just it's just a silent there. film. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I don't even, who was the second, did they ever say who the second one to come up was? Because they come up one at a time, yeah, by the way, yeah. in the movie. I guess that this is actually, like, a difference from the book, because I guess in the book, the first delivery was just, like, 30 of them came up or something like that. Oh. So I guess that no one was ever 
there first, like yeah. it, like it was for Albie in the movie. But I guess it made sense because Albie was supposed to be the leader. Albie also, spoiler alert, Albie gets killed off a lot sooner in the movie than he does in the book. Oh, okay. Because I've I've never actually read the book. Uh, disclaimer: So if I get anything wrong, that'll be the reason for it. But this is from what I understand: is he, he like, he basically allows them to get through the maze. Um, and Albie, he, he, yeah, Albie like allows them to like get through the maze, and then he kind of like sacrifices oh. himself at the end. Oh, okay. Uh, instead of like when they did kill him off, which was, uh, when they get like all out pummeled by the grievers who come into their village, which I guess we can basically skip to this part right now, because not a whole lot happens in between. They get, like, a little, like, uh... They get a tiny little beeping cylinder thing with a number on it out of a griever's mouth. And that's basically all that happens in the interim time. But then Albie wakes up because a cure... Like, a little vial thing, basically. Yeah, yeah. From from Wicked. Yeah. Yeah, with a cure, uh, gets sent up with, uh, Teresa... And they inject it without in, inject it into Albie, so he ends up <clears throat> surviving temporarily, and also and he remembers at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Because then he he remembers stuff about Thomas and mm-hmm. how like he was. Yeah, <laughs> you always were the favorite, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thomas always feels like the favorite. Yeah. This whole no, Thomas. Thomas is special. Because he is, I guess. Uh, yeah. He just, he just is. Yeah, he just is. He's the one. They knew that Thomas was the one. <laughs> we knew you That's... were the one, Thomas. <laughs> I'd actually like to see that. Like, they have, uh, like, Ava Page is like, you're the one, Thomas. <laughs> uh, okay. So, they get attacked in the Glade by the Grievers because... From Galley's standpoint, Galley, who is played by Will Poulter, and he is kind of a jerk, uh, says that it's because Thomas killed one of the Grievers, so that's why uh, they're getting attacked now. So he was mad at Thomas, and he is then going to sacrifice Thomas, but I actually skipped a bunch of stuff, so I'm going to go back now. <laughs> uh, Albie gets killed yeah. in that scene where the village is getting attacked. A bunch of people get killed. Uh this was actually like kind of like a horror movie, basically, in that scene. That's kind of what it turned into. Uh, both of them kind of turned into horror movies. <laughs> one um, one a lot sooner than the other. Uh, but... That is very true. One turned into a horror movie immediately. <laughs> this one kind of took its time before it became a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Albie gets killed, and then Thomas is like, oh, well, wait a minute. If Albie remembered after he got injected with the thing, then you know what I'm going to do? I'm I'm gonna sting myself and then inject myself with the the cure for I guess at this point they don't actually know what the illness is. But I'm gonna inject myself with the cure for this thing and then I'm gonna remember too. So that's what he does. He takes like the stinger off the griever from one of the grievers that I'll be killed, and then you know he uh, stings himself, then injects himself, and he remembers some stuff. Yeah, at least at that point, he doesn't remember everything. It's not like it's not. It's a little like Lost, actually. Kind of like you know, season uh, uh, five of Lost, or is it season six? Whatever, it doesn't matter. The last season of Lost, where oh. it's like you know, I remembered, so I could move on. 
Actually, I never made it that far. That's right. You never finished Lost. You're one of the lucky ones. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last season of Lost was uh, actually kind of hilarious in some ways. But Oh, uh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah, whatever. We can talk about Lost later. <laughs> Lost isn't relevant at all to Maze Runner. I like to make completely irrelevant references to things. Oh. Indeed. Mm-hmm, As we've indeed. noticed over the past two episodes. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. We're probably like 40 minutes into this thing already, and we're still not even done with the first movie. But then again, my Ewok comment wasn't exactly on... No, it wasn't. <laughs> and it was completely out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. And then you're like... And then I'm like, okay, well, what'd you make the Ewok comment for? And you're, there was no reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, whatever. It's fine. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. We... So... Oh, okay. We were both just talking at the same time, and then I guess that none of us... We both just decided we were going to stop. <laughs> okay. They then planned their escape from the maze. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was trying not to laugh. Yeah. Like, okay. Anyway, yes, they they did. They yeah. They, they used they used Mino's uh, scale model of the maze, mm-hmm. which was actually very well made. I know. He he knew the maze like the palm of his hand, which actually, I don't know the palm of my hand that well. <laughs> yeah, so I I probably couldn't even navigate it. I, I'm staring at it right now. It's a little weird. It's like but a baseball. It is it's sort of what it looks like. It's like a beat up catcher's mitt. Um, it's <laughs> pretty much what hands are. So you know whatever. There's really not a whole lot to talk about from this point on. Uh, they get yeah. out. That's all that we Spoiler have to say. Alert. They get through the maze. <laughs> I don't. Oh, not everyone. That is true. Not everyone. Um, I also don't think that we're spoiling anything even by saying that not everyone gets through the maze because the way that this movie was going, you know that not everyone is going to make it. Yeah. We're not going to like say who. Well, yeah, actually. I don't know. We could. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't say what happens at the immediate end because it's not really relevant to the second movie at all and we'll just let people be surprised by it. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen Maze Runner, yeah, if you haven't seen Maze Runner, go watch it. It's better than Scorch Trials. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like Lord of the Flies if you like that sort of thing. Uh, Lord of the Transformers. Lord of the Transformers. A bug story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I like it. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, th- well then there's like a. I guess we should talk about like the the Ava Page stuff. Who's Ava Page? Uh, Patricia Clarkson, the woman who oh. wears white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She wears all white she the does. entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> in, like, the, the scenes that For she's the scenes in. that she is in. Yeah, yeah. The, the three scenes that she's in, the first Maze Runner. Um, but, okay, they then watch a video that she yes. made moments before her apparent death where she basically tells them that the world... Um, has terrible. Yeah, that the world is basically done for, um, and the whole world is a sandpit that they call the Scorch, I guess, and every people are getting infected with this disease called the Flare, and then you see, like, a group of what I can only assume were, like, Al-Qaeda militants come <laughs> in and kill them all. Basically, ISIS came in. Yeah, yeah, that is... And then that's basically what happened. Like, at the end, they get abducted by ISIS. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that was sort of how the movie ends. They get uh, forcibly abducted by ISIS and thrown into a helicopter. And uh, that is Maze Runner, right? That there, is guys. Maze Runner. That is Maze Runner. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break to throw some music in, and then we'll be back to talk about Scorch Trials. Yes! <laughs> Welcome to the Scorch! Which was never said in the movie. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like that thing in National Treasure where they had that, you know, Nicolas Cage saying, the dollar bill is trying to tell me something, and that was never in National (laughs) Treasure. It's basically exactly like that. I was waiting the whole movie for someone to say welcome to the Scorch. No one ever did. You know what's really funny? That you mentioned a National Treasure reference. Yeah. I walked into the living room yesterday, and my parents were watching National Treasure on television. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Why were they? I, I I don't even know, but I just I just like walked in and I saw Nicolas Cage's face. Then I walked out immediately. Nicolas Cage. I'm Nicolas Cage, family man, National Treasure hunter. Uh, one of my favorite that uh, Andy Samberg does a Nicolas Cage impression on uh, an episode of SNL. And he's like, long gone. He is no longer on that. But he, he does like this thing where he's like, if you want an actor with a hairline that goes back and forth. <laughs> yes. I, I, I like Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg's awesome. Yeah. Uh, have, you seen a, have you seen Laser Cats? I have seen Laser Cats. <laughs> it's so funny. This is also completely irrelevant yeah, to yeah, the movie. Okay. Welcome um, back to the Scorch. Okay, yeah. Welcome back to this thing. Um, Ian... This movie is a little bit fresher in our memory, so we can probably do a more technical discussion of it than we did with uh, Maze Runner. And we can probably also make fun of it a lot more than we made fun (laughs) of Maze Runner, because this movie is very easy to make fun of. The definition of mediocrity. Uh, Yeah, I mean... uh, Yeah, I... I, I don't even know what to say about this thing. So we kind of pick up uh, where we left off in the last one. You know, all the kids that escape from the maze then get abducted by Daesh. Uh, and, and they're on a chopper. Yeah, they're on, get through the chopper. <laughs> and that's what it was. And then, uh, yeah, you see them and they're like, you see like in the background that all the people in um, who abducted them basically are fighting off these silhouettes. Pretty yes. much, you don't know what the silhouettes are at this time, but you will immediately find out what they are, and you probably will not be surprised at all when you yeah, find out you, what they can, are. I, I pretty much knew like right when the movie started after seeing Maze figured. Runner, I was like, "Well, I mean, obvious. yeah, it, 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 it sort of was. It sort of was kind of obvious what this movie was going to become. The ending, maybe." When it when it became a western at the end, that kind of <laughs> was not obvious to me. But uh, okay, but let's let's just talk about this thing. Okay, so Thomas, Newt, Teresa, uh, our favorite character, Frypan, and <laughs> and Winston, um, they all escape from the maze, and they are brought to this facility with a guy named Jansen, played by Aiden Gillian. Or Gillen. <laughs> I always, I always Gillen. mispronounce that name. Um, I see whenever people have that name Gillen. Um, oh, because I always of that say, guy. yeah. Well, and there's, 
there's a, a comic book writer called uh, Kieran Gillen, and I, I said to his face, I said Kieran Gillian to his face once, and he corrected me on it, but whatever, that's a side point, that doesn't even matter right now. Oh, uh, you actually met him? Yeah, actually. Oh, wow, him. cool. Um, yeah, no, I, I hate that I just brought that up, but whatever. Um, we can cut it out, maybe. Then again, I'm not even going to edit this thing. So uncut. I, well, yeah, this is this is going to be the uncut version of the, the cinematology podcast. I forgot our name for a second. <laughs> um, but we are gonna we're gonna chop some stuff up. We probably should. I'll, I'll throw in the. I'm gonna throw in the music, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know why we're talking about this right now. Yeah, gosh. We need to focus. We need to focus Gerard. and talk about this movie. It was you. That was me. It was I started all you this time. Okay. They get taken into a facility, uh, the six kids, and uh, basically what happens is that it seems like they're safe, but you know, obviously you know that they're not going to actually be safe, and it turns out that this facility is a wicked facility, which I actually did not remember that they were called wicked in the first one, Uh, and wicked is an acronym, world catastrophe is it catastrophe world catastrophe kill yes. zone uh did it's is it division i don't know yeah yeah i think it world is world catastrophe kill zone something we should have probably looked this up let's just call it division for now yeah let's just call it division i'm going to look it up right now because i feel really stupid that i can't remember the name of it Oh yeah, and uh Wicked is good. That's the the very creative thing that they say a bunch. Yeah. So Oh uh, they say that in the first book. It's a uh, World Catastrophe Kill Zone Department. And apparently this is another difference with the book that I looked up because I've never read the book and I've mentioned that twice now. Uh that I guess it's called World in Catastrophe Kill Zone Experiment Department. Uh, so it's wicked, spelled out the word, not W C K D. Apparently, like just like, wicked without any of the vowels. Basically, it probably would have been too long to say the movie. It would have been too long to say wicked versus wicked. <laughs> you no, know, no, like there's that, there's that, there's there's like that one line in the movie where Aiden Gillen like says the name. Oh of yeah, it. they had like, to. They had to really cut those milliseconds yeah, from the film. Exactly. We're talking about a two-hour movie here. You gotta cut the time second, down. Second strad. It's it's ridiculous. And that's it's probably because it it, it 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 like literally affects the entire movie. Yeah. Do you think that's what Wes Ball did? Like while he was making the cut of this thing, like originally they tried to make it wicked the whole word, but then he's like, no, we gotta cut this down. We gotta make it W C K D. It's too bloody long. It's too bloody long when it's wicked the whole word. Too bloody, too bloody wicked long. I don't even think he's actually British, so I don't know why I'm saying yeah, I, that. Yeah, I, I was wondering if you like actually researched No, that. he's an American, so oh, I don't gosh. even know why I said that, but whatever. <laughs> it's too long. <laughs> it's too long. Cut it. <laughs> we'll yeah, it would, it. it would probably be Newt that would just say bloody for everything. <laughs> it's you too can't, bloody long. You can't do it, Thomas. It's too, Thomas. It's too bloody hard. <laughs> Thomas, what are you we can't, doing? We Tom- can't escape from this facility, Thomas. Thomas, I want the top bunk. There's Thomas. too many. <laughs> I want the bloody top bunk, Thomas. <laughs> top bloody bunk. It's, the scorch is too bloody bloody. Yeah, it's, it's too bloody hot out here, Thomas. <laughs> what are we doing? Thomas, it's Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. It's, it's too bloody sandy. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Okay. 
gosh. Um, we will actually start talking about this movie now, uh, beginning right at this second. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> trying to get into serious mode. I really don't have a serious mode, but I'm going to try and get into it. <laughs> so, fun. they get taken to this facility. Thomas meets a kid named Eris. Yes. Um, and he... Uh, I kind of like Eris. I kind of like Eris, too. Towards Eris, the end of the movie. Towards the end of the movie. I didn't like him at the beginning. He was sort of weird, and he was just like that kid that hangs out in the ventilation shaft. <laughs> uh, he was He was that kid. Yeah. He was he was an introvert, I think is the yeah. best way. Basically, yeah. Because apparently he was in a he was in a maze that was all girls. <laughs> Some guys just get all the yeah. luck. These are actual lines from the film. <laughs> um Okay. So they sneak into a place where Thomas and Eris should not be. They see Jansen talking to Ava Page, who Thomas saw a video of Ava Page getting killed earlier on, but you find out that that was faked at the end of Maze Runner. Um, yes. So, Like yeah. one minute after it happened. Yeah, yeah exactly one minute after <laughs> you find out, oh, she's not dead, she's taken off that fake bloody coat. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take off that bloody coat, Miss Page. You can't wear what that if, thing out here. What if, what if, uh, what if uh, BBC makes a version of Maze Runner <laughs> that runs just like bloody the whole movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Open the I bloody mean, maze. Yeah. <laughs> welcome a... to the welcome to the bloody glade. <laughs> We're doing the worst English accents ever. Yeah. All right, but, you don't need to insult my English accent. Well, my English accent is bad too. I'm kidding. We we both are. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay, we're, Conan. It's we're so far away from Britain. I don't think they can come after us. They <laughs> can't. They'd have to. They'd have to get on like a twelve-hour flight just to get to us. And I'm talking about like a twelve-hour flight with like a fast plane here. We like, a, like a 12-hour flight with a bloody, like, Airbus or something like that. <laughs> a bloody Airbus. A bloody oh, Airbus. Oh, that would be uh, disgusting. Okay. It's like, it's like snakes on a plane. <laughs> we, should, we, we should have a real-life Mace Runner. We should. That would be awesome. Why can't we talk about this movie? <laughs> it's because it's so bad. It really was not that good. <laughs> okay, okay. We haven't even gotten, like, five minutes into, like, the actual <laughs> the film. actual movie, okay. But, yeah, after they find out that Ava Page is alive, and um, they walk into the room, and they see a bunch of kids. But wait, wait, wait. They don't actually find out that Ava Page is alive until, like, 40 minutes into the movie. No, they do. Because they see um, them until talking. Only on the screen. But that... Yeah, but, I mean, you can assume that that was, like, them, like, talking. Yeah, 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 like but, that. I mean, like, that was, that was that was like thirty minutes into the film. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I guess it was thirty minutes in. I was I was overstating it a bit when I yeah, said yeah, only yeah. five minutes into the movie. No, yeah, it's fine. My right. bad. Um, okay, okay, sorry. So yeah, they talk about something called the right arm, which was it the right arm or the right arc? Apparently, it was the right arm. Okay, uh, okay, cool. I don't know why I they just... were called the right arm, but they were. Who I guess is a group of people that. Hmm, sorry, kidnaps these uh, kids and brings them off into the mountains. So he, uh, Ava Page, is basically telling Jansen, "You need to, you need to hunt down the bloody red arm or right arm, <laughs> right, the red arm, <laughs> the, the bloody red arm." <laughs> um, I don't even know how that would have happened, but 
whatever. Yeah, um, Ava Page said that. Wait, who's Ava Page again? Oh no, I was talking about how the red arm would have gotten bloody. Like maybe they were performing surgery <laughs> oh. or something. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, okay, we we need to get back. To <laughs> we do. Uh, Ava Ava Page, Patricia Clarkson, the. Okay, I was just confused yeah. because. You said that she told Thomas something. No, no, because Thomas and Eris were listening in, and yeah, that's yeah, how they yeah. find out. Yeah, um, you know about what's going on. They find out that Wicked is evil, and at that point, then he crawls back through the vents and is like, "Hey, Minho and Newt, and you know, Frypan, and everyone else, all the other extraneous extras. We need to escape from here right now. Yeah, we need to get out of here right now because they're like." You go in and you see all these kids and they're like hooked up to these machines that are extracting yeah. the vaccine for the the flare disease, mm-hmm. basically that they have. Um, which is why, which is I guess the point of the kids. Then I guess that. Oh, you're point. muted. I'm sorry, I sat on my my mute thing. That was the point of like putting the kids in the maze to see like if they were immune to the scorch. Yeah. Um and yeah. Then they get out, and then you can make these kids into living. Oh, you know. so they were. Wait, so they were running tests to see if they were immune. I I believe that was what the well, because that's what the the stingers sting was. I think I might be wrong. Maybe stingers. I'm misremembering it. Lord, sorry, the stingers, the grievers. Oh, oh, from okay. the first movie, so they were seeing if. If they were immune. I believe so. Okay, interesting. I believe so. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but, no, but I yeah. think that's what it was. If that is true, yeah, that, that's interesting. I don't think that they ever explicitly state it, but you also see that they're growing the grievers in those test things, so I think that that's what you're supposed to imply. Oh, is that what those were? Yeah, uh, yeah, they okay. were like baby grievers in those little test tubes. But yeah, basically like they're, they're taking the bodily fluids out of these kids in order to make vaccines out of them. So Thomas and the crew escape. They're being pursued by Wicked, and they go into what's pretty much like an old mall, basically. And this is kind of where I I just knew, like, oh, this movie's going to turn into I Am Legend in, like, five <laughs> minutes. And it did. It turned into I Am Legend, and it really hard turned into I Am Legend. I was, I, I was like, thinking that exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. When the, yeah, especially like when they're out in the scorch multiple times, I was like, "This is I am legend." Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, they're gonna get attacked by these things." Which, okay, first off, what what are they? They call them cranks. Yeah, they call them cranks. They're the people that have been infect- infected with the flare. Yes, they're zombies, but they're not really zombies. Yeah, they. <clears throat> I, I think- mean. <clears throat> That's kind of the thing they were going for, I think. I think so too. <clears throat> they weren't dead. They were no, yeah, they they were not. infected, which is why I say World War Z. Yeah, I mean it's it's like a rage virus, basically. Yeah, it basically. Is like a, another thing. Yeah, it's um. But then they're you find out later because then they're also kind of like plants too. Oh gosh! Because there's like uh, they, they were human trees. Yeah, they were like human trees basically, and they had like roots growing out of them later on yeah, in the weird. movie. It was very confusing what these things were actually supposed to be. I was a little confused. Um, I don't know, like they were the the Thorian or something like that. I don't know. But they... Yeah. So they go into the the uh, the mall. 
And obviously, someone is going to do something that awakens all the cranks and then makes the cranks chase after them. That was when is, Mino turned a generator on. Yeah, I, th- I think I called him Mino before. Oh, also. gosh, Mino. Mino. Yeah, Mino, you small Korean fish. Mino, Mino, you, tiny, <laughs> you bloody tiny fish, Mino. <laughs> gosh. Mino. Um, okay, so Mino Mi- turns on the lights. Mino. Stop <sighs> it, Gerard. Ah, no. Okay, Mino. Did I say it right? Yeah, Mino, sure. Mino. Mino turns on the lights. That wakes up all of these weird uh, thingy things, you know. You get like a jump scare thing where like the the crank. Oh, I was was predicting that throughout the whole thing. I'm like, when's when's the thing going to like jump up and like scream into someone's face? Even better, (laughs) it jumps up and screams in someone's face and it's behind like a chain link fence. Yeah, yeah. That's... It, I mean, this movie was super tropey from beginning to end, yeah. but that was kind of like the the part where it it kind of it kind of killed it for me, and it was pretty early on. Yeah. Um, that's okay. That's 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 when the running movie began. Yeah, this is when like the fifty percent of this movie that is running through like dark. Uh, can I corridors. also say this? Yeah, basically. Can I say this? I had no idea what was going on in any of these chase scenes. Yeah. Like, these were some of... Like, the first movie had running scenes that were at least sensible to me. Mm -hmm. In this movie, I did not understand a thing that was going on in any of these chase scenes. Because this one was more of, like, a horror movie than the first one was. And so that affected the directing, too. It did. Because it was more cuts and stuff. Yeah, it was more, like... Trying to and this movie didn't scare me at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could see how it would probably scare someone who is like thirteen or something (laughs) like that. But you know, it. I mean, it was just because it was really predictable what was going to happen. Like, oh, what's going to happen in this this dark place? Yeah, where there's two people with flashlights and there's oh no, I wonder what's going to happen. There's yeah. There's yeah, which, trees. by the way, they stay... Why do characters always stay way too long in an area that's yeah. obviously <laughs> unsafe? Yeah. I don't know why they were just, like, walking around really slowly in that basement. I, I don't know. Later on in the movie, <clears throat> where it's just him and him the girl. Him and Brenda. I think that was her name. Yeah, Brenda. They were just, like, walking around really slowly in that they dungeon were. thing. They yeah. Like, yeah, no, like, something could have, like, jumped out plants. at any time. They're like, oh, what's going on here? But, okay. They eventually get out uh, in the zombie mall chase. <laughs> but Winston, he gets infected when he's he's catching the flare. <laughs> Winston. Yeah, Winston, who was another one that didn't really get much screen time. You got the flare. So, yeah, Winston. Oh, it's because Winston was... Uh pinned up against a door or something mm-hmm. and yeah something they got like him that, and he's got him also there is one scene where somebody throw like um thomas is like running at them and he's like say hey everybody get out somebody throws a backpack at him as he's running did <laughs> you, you did you catch this 
No. Maybe I was the only one who did. But somebody, like, tosses a backpack at him. I'm like, that is a terrible idea. Like, you could, like, hit him. It could be too heavy. It could knock him over, and he would just get eaten immediately. Or I don't even even know, because it doesn't even seem like these things' goal is to, like, eat people. It just seems like their goal is, like, just to infect people, basically, and spread whatever disease it is that they have. Which was interesting, because... When uh when Newt was like remember when that thing like pinned him on the ground? Mm-hmm. Oh he, yeah, the he didn't yeah. really do anything. He just no, like, he didn't. He, he was like, eh, and, no. and then and then he just got kicked. That's through true. The, yeah, like, well, because I think um, I think that maybe like that. That's what I was kind of confused. I after a certain point, I was like almost like, why are they? Okay, well, this is probably stupid to say, but like, why are they running? Because I guess that they are supposed to be immune. I don't know. Maybe it's because like they just think that they're going to get killed by these things. Yeah, but and plus, I think like, that nobody wants to get like surrounded by those. Yeah, things, nobody. I, I mean, I guess yeah. In that situation, is nobody going to stop? But they are supposed to be immune. I guess everyone except Winston is Winston. supposed to be immune because like everyone else was kind of scratched up. Yeah. After yeah. that, but none of the rest of them caught the flare. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Winston did, and he ended up doing the little to himself uh just to help himself out i guess but i would have too mm-hmm. if i had le flare le flare oh yeah the, the flare sounds awful it does um okay so now they are going through new mexico basically walking which, through uh, the deserts of new yeah, mexico yeah going through a, a sandstorm on the Arabian Peninsula, uh, and they get to a field where there is... They have to run through a lightning storm at one point. Final Fantasy... Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy X style. Um, I I don't even know. Yeah, I, I like to make video game references, apparently. Um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so they run through the thing. Mino. Yes. Amino acid. Every time uh, you say it, though, I just think of minnow, but you saying it like, Mino! Mino! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Mino. Oh, me, um. <laughs> Mino. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so yeah, he, um, he gets struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's cool, though. He recovers immediately. And he's he, <laughs> he, he was even kind of like, oh, cool, I got hit by lightning. Like, he was sort of like... Because he's Mino. He was down with it. Um, But okay, then they go into this really weird facility. Yes, uh, strange. And they walk right in the safe zone of this giant room full of flare-infected people. Yeah, a bunch of chained-up flare-infected fe- watch people. Watchdogs. Yeah, the watchdogs, exactly. Guard dogs, quote-unquote. Yeah, I know, because that's like not inhumane at all to use people infected <laughs> yeah, with like, like a terrible them, virus just as you're... As chain them up. Yeah, chain them up and use them like for your own protection. That's 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 not inhumane, but you know whatever. I feel like he should have felt pretty sketchy about all. All of them should have <laughs> felt pretty sketchy about those people. I I guess they did, but they couldn't leave at that point. Uh, so then they get taken up. At that point, we meet Jorge, Giancarlo Jorge. Esposito, which yes. when he turned around, they had like that. Uh, it was one of those things where they have like the big reveal, like when someone turns around and you like. I was expect expecting it to be, like, a big celebrity. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting it to be like Luis Guzman or something like that, but it wasn't. <laughs> I was expecting Michael Pena. <laughs> Michael Pena, <laughs> exactly. How much better would Michael Pena? That would have been, have been awesome. Yeah. Hey guys. And again, I yeah, I liked him. I 
I didn't really like the character, I should say that, but, uh, so, whatever. He seemed like a cool dude, though. Yeah, no, he was fine by the end. I liked him by the end. Yeah. He's kind yeah. of a jerk in the beginning. By uh, the end, yeah. And sort of a jerk for no reason, also. Yeah, that's true. Because he, like, he takes the kids and ties them up upside down. <laughs> I, yeah. All the blood rushed to their head. Um, like the Coldplay album. And... So then the facility. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. No, I'm not gonna fire back. Finger guns. <laughs> uh. uh, facility then gets attacked by Wicked, inevitably. Indeed. Yeah. Um, most of them escape, but uh, Thomas and Brenda are separated from the group. Thomas totally could have made it out. Th- Thomas he could have. Thomas, I, I, I just don't understand his character motivations because, like. He seems to be like all about team, and then there's this random girl who he's like never met, and he's like, "Where are you going? Oh, I'm gonna follow you." Thomas just loves everyone except for Ava Page. <laughs> and okay, actually, that's not true. Thomas loves everyone that's not over the age, or I mean, everyone under the age of eighteen. <laughs> Thomas, yeah. If you're a kid, Thomas loves you. If you're older than that, Thomas does not care. <laughs> Even though technically everyone in this movie is like 23. That's but. true. All the actors were like 23, but you know, whatever. I guess it's like the same with like, you know, the Hunger Games. Like Jennifer Lawrence was, I think, like 22, 23 or something, like for the first one. And then oh. you had it like with Divergent 2, where Shalane Woodley is like 24, 45. Something like that. <laughs> I'm <kidding>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. Thomas follows her. Thomas does follow her, and they get themselves in quite a bit of trouble. They have to walk through uh, the, uh, the the sewer. I, I don't know why I couldn't yeah. think of the word sewer. That's after Thomas is informed that the building is going to be blown up. Oh, yeah, that's right. She never <laughs> actually tells him, I think. She's just, <laughs> yeah. you have to get out of here before the she, end of this Hawaiian song. She just implied it the entire time. Yeah, she's it's like, hilarious. well, we better get out of here before the song's <laughs> over. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. She's like, she's like the master of just like evading saying something. Yeah, I know. She's like, oh, no, the song's about to be over. What's gonna the happen after the song's on, over? It's gonna be. There's yeah. not gonna be much left of this building. <laughs> she was very unclear with Thomas, though. Thomas yeah. needs you to spell things out for him. <laughs> it's because Thomas is an idiot. That's the type of character that Thomas he's, is. He's so naive. Yeah. What? What? I mean, in all fairness, Thomas. <laughs> he doesn't have his memory, so I guess it sort of makes sense. Yeah. But then again. He should probably figure this out because they try to portray him as kind of a smart person. Uh, but yeah, if you're gonna be the team leader, mm-hmm. you gotta know this stuff. Yeah. So they run through the sewers at this point. Unfortunately, they don't find a sewer gator in there. They just find a bunch of cranks, <laughs> double as sewer gators. Yeah, they're the sewer gators of this movie. <laughs> it's the the Rat King. Actually, one of these, one of the cranks, basically was the Rat King. <laughs> Oh he... yeah! Oh gosh! <laughs> he was like the he was like the Rat King slash like the big, the big one in uh, the I I am Legend like the you know the the leader of the whatever things that got that anti cancer thing that then turned into monsters in I am Legend. I haven't seen I am Legend since its release. D- 
you're probably not missing anything. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's whatever. Okay, so yeah, then they go through, climb up this tower. It was very unsafe. How... Okay. I won't say exactly what happened. Uh, we'll be vague about this. How did she not die? Oh, you mean when she was on that yeah. building? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. Well, because that seemed very implausible to me. She should have died multiple she times should've. in the movie. Um, and that's where it kind of gets confusing because I don't. Kind of like what you said. Like, what are these monsters trying to do? Like, yeah, because. She was struggling with it for like a solid. But then 60 she's seconds. she's not immune though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I think that she got bit though. She she did get bit. Yeah, she and she that comes in bit. later. But I don't know how she, she survived so. Or <clears throat> I, I, I yeah. I, I don't know. She did seem to hold on longer than Winston did. Yeah, Winston. Then again, I guess we don't know how long that they were. You know, traveling walking. in that desert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they were running through the uh, well, I guess they were walking. Uh, they were definitely walking. Yeah, through the through the land of New Zealand with all the burnt out buildings. Um, or did I say New Zealand? Wow, New Mexico. New Mexico. This isn't Lord of the Rings. Yeah, New Mexico. So I don't know. Yeah, there's a there's a part. I I don't know how she survived at that point, but you know. Oh, was she getting carried? No, it was the the glass and yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she getting carried? I don't. No, 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 no. She she was. I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. I don't remember if like Thomas like carried her anywhere. I I don't remember that. I think that anyway, he did later. Um, Thomas is that kind of guy. He is. He's a nice guy. He's a nice kid. But okay, we get to my favorite part of the movie next. You know what's coming. Oh, yeah, Marcus. Yeah. When we meet Alan Tudyk from Firefly, he was there. Has anyone actually seen that? He I was mean... Marcus, which, by the way, Brenda is um, – she's guiding uh, Thomas to where Marcus lives, but she doesn't she's, know what yeah. Marcus looks like. That, that was hilarious. Yeah. I, I, I did not understand that, but okay – can we talk about this party scene here for a second? Yes. Marcus's wild revelry. Yeah. How many things were were wrong with this scene? Because there's... Okay. Because there's like the blonde girl outside who... I mean, I'm assuming that she was younger, but she kind of looked like she was like 35 years old. And she's like, hey, Thomas, you want a party? <laughs> yeah. Which was super weird. And it was super weird for this movie, too. Yeah. And then Marcus, who is, like, you know, creepy Alan Tudyk, or well, Alan Tudyk playing a creepy character, at least, is like, well, this this drink is the price of admission. <laughs> so, basically, like, they get high. Yeah. And then they walk into, like, this weird EDM house party. <laughs> it, it, feet, um, feet cranks. Feet cranks, exactly, yeah, where they're, like, crank fighting in the background. <laughs> yeah, by the way, this this part of the movie was a great dare commercial. I really expected, like, yeah, I expected, like, Ava Page to come out and be like, what are you doing, Thomas? Are you, 
Are you doing alcohol? What's going on here? I'm so upset. I'm disappointed in you. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, also, the camera work in this scene was really wonky because, like, because then he says, like, well, I, you know, I get the kids drunk. I, I don't drink, so I don't know. But I'm pretty sure that that's not what happens when you get drunk. Yeah, it looked like they were on acid. But yeah, it did. They, they looked like they were on acid <laughs> in that scene. So I think that there was a little more mixed in with that green fluid that he yeah, gave them. Yeah, they. Yeah, because that. I feel like they tried a little bit too hard to make I, it to make it apparent that they were under the influence of some substance. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah, really good anti-drug commercial in this movie. <laughs> it's one of the things that... Do you think doing alcohol is cool? Yeah, do you think doing alcohol is cool? <laughs> Quote yeah. Michael Scott. They should have just had Steve Carell just show up and say that. <laughs> He's going to have been like, Tom... That that should have been like... Because Thomas doesn't know who his... Mm. Wow, who his parents are. So they should have had like Steve Carell be his dad and be like, <laughs> Son, do you think doing alcohol is cool? <laughs> dad? Dad? What are you doing? How do I even know who you are now? I'm not your dad. I remembered. <laughs> I'm not your mom. <laughs> okay. So, uh after they they get out of uh Marcus's rave. Yeah, Marcus's rave, which was basically just Zion from the Matrix movies. Which they don't actually leave. They Thomas actually just ends up waking up. They don't. That's true. Well, actually, upstairs. Okay. Well, he makes out with Brenda first, and then like he <laughs> imagines that Brenda is Teresa, but yeah. then he's like, "Wait, no, you're not Teresa." And <laughs> then he so like, weird. yeah, and then he passes out, and then like he wakes up, and Teresa's right in front of him. <laughs> it was, so <laughs> it was a so little strange cinematic sequence. Yeah. No. And you know, then uh, Marcus is getting the poop beaten out of him by uh what's his face by Jorge. Jorge. Um and Jorge's like, tell us tell us <laughs> tell where us. the He's going he's going Ow, that actually kinda <laughs> hurt. And then he's like, that's it, Marcus. My my beat up noise was me like <laughs> Oh yeah, he kicks him in the he like Sparta kicks him in the face. Okay, how about this? <laughs> tell me tell me tell me where the right arm is. <laughs> is that's this working? That's totally what Jorge should have done. He should have been like, this is Sparta! <laughs> kick him over. Kick him. Oh, man. Yeah, but th- there should have been, like, a pit behind him that he just falls into. <laughs> An infinity pit? Like, actually, no, he had the infinity pit, but he wasted it tying them upside. That's, That's so what he should have done. He should have taken them back to the base. But you know what? He couldn't do that because he blew up his base. That would have been the best Yeah, that would have made Jorge. this movie... Oh man! He just like takes him all the way back to the base, just to take him back to the infinity pit, so that he can reenact that kick. <laughs> just the Sparta like, kick. Is Marcus awake? There's a Sparta. <laughs> okay, so we can probably just cover like the last part of it. We won't go the last into the western. Yeah, so. We'll just talk about it. Marcus eventually caves and tells them where they can find the right arm, where they drive into the mountains, driving this truck with uh, um, horns on it. What 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 was its name again? Bessie yeah, or something? It was like, I don't know if it was Bessie or Bertha. Bertha, Bertha. Was it Bertha? That was definitely it, yeah. Yeah, which is not at all a generic name for it. <laughs> 
Where's Bertha? Where's Bertha? No, not Bertha. Jorge had the crazy eyes. We're going to take Bertha. (laughs) It was was weird. Yeah. Give me your Ford Raptor. Give me your Ford. (laughs) I need to. What, What kind of car was it? I don't even know. It was like a... Give me your GMC. afford something, yeah. Yeah, give me your GMC. Hopefully the ignition switch on it doesn't <laughs> fail, because if it does, we're not going to be able to make a third movie. <laughs> Marcus, where's the gas station? <laughs> yeah, when did they fill up, actually? Because I think it was probably... They never probably... filled up. I, such a long travel. It and was. It's and not... I don't think that Bertha's gas mileage was very good. <laughs> it's not like they're going to have gas stations open along the way. Well, I mean, I don't know. Unless... The, in- the roads seem to be in very good repair, though. <laughs> so there had to have at least been some infrastructure in this world. Wicked must be hiring cranks to do their maintenance work. Yeah, I know. They're, they're hiring cranks to, like, <laughs> pave the road. <laughs> how, how, okay. That'll probably be the third movie, is, like, that they're going to, like, divide society into different <laughs> into two distinct classes. Classes, the cranks and everyone else, <laughs> the normal people, and the cranks are just going to have to do all the grunt work. But what then if... one of the cranks is going to rise up and liberate <laughs> all the rest of the cranks. They're like, wait a minute, guys, we're cranks. We shouldn't be doing this. We're people too. <laughs> and they should inject themselves. Yeah, with the cure. they they cure themselves. But then that creates even a new distinct class of cranks that were cured. So oh now gosh. there's a third class that comes into play. <laughs> uh, why don't okay? Why don't they just give the cranks the vaccine? Which is, I guess, the ultimate question. Is it because like they, they can't? Why don't they just like have an, why, why don't they just like send an immune in, and then? Okay, well the last movie is called The Death Cure, so I'm assuming that something similar to that is going to happen. Oh, I okay. Might be wrong, but I don't know because I don't know what happens. The last one, I try to avoid all the spoilers on books and things like that that have been interpreted or interpreted. Uh, I can't even find the word. Um, do you know what I'm trying to say, right? I said interpreted, but what am I? What am I really trying to say? Adapted. There we Ad- go. Oh, you mean like adapted from the novel to the yeah, film. like adapted from. The, I try to avoid like any spoilers. Basically, that has to be so what I'm... it is. Um, it's gonna come down to something. Okay, I, I'm actually not gonna get into that until we talk about the ending of the film. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the movie kind of just turns into a western, uh, slash like Firefly, basically. Once we meet actually... the right arm. Yeah, once we meet the right arm, it basically just looks like an episode of Firefly. Yeah, uh, which just a bunch of people with bandanas. Yeah, bandanas and space cowboys. Yeah, then you had uh, that one dude. Uh, what was his name? Vince. Ralph. Was it Ralph? I thought it was Vince. It might be. Sorry, I'm. I'm not very good with names. See, I think it's Vince. Yeah, it's Vince. Okay, never mind. Barry Pepper. Um, the actor right, who right. played him. But I guess he. He, he, I guess, is the leader of the right yeah, arm. Yeah, sure. Him Which, you know, they're like, the right arm is supposed to be an army, but, you know, it's not an army anymore. Him and Mary are yeah. both kind of... Yeah, him and Mary, but, okay. Um, um, oh, yeah. Um, Taylor, by the way. So, yeah. they're immediately questioned by, uh, by Vince yeah. to see if they are uh, immunes or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eris says they are, but then we see, uh, what, what's her name? Yeah, Brenda then collapses, and they're like, oh no, what are we going to do? And they're like, oh look, this giant she's black like, plant well, why'd, on your leg. Why'd you bring her here? <laughs> yeah, I think that's What exactly. else are we going to bring her? Yeah. Um, I think we can probably leave it 
there and maybe just go into some other stuff because basically from this point on it's pretty much the end of the movie yeah and that would just be spoilers yeah um, we don't... yeah okay yeah true. um all right that's well that's we have to do our final thoughts of course i mean oh like, final thoughts on the movie well i mean i don't know i'll just ask some random questions like what do you think uh dylan o'brien in this thing i think he does a good job i agree uh, he uh... he's basically the only character. Yeah, because everyone else is really just not a character. They're just like an agent for advancing the plot. He's the only one that is yeah. kind of a person. Everyone else kind of feels like an extra in this movie. Yeah, except for maybe Teresa. The only but see the the, the only real character and Teresa development... doesn't even feel like a character until the very end either. The only real character development that we get with Teresa is her chemistry with Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. So Dylan O'Brien is really the center of this cog that is moving the film. Yeah, and Teresa's character development is basically I remembered. That's it. <laughs> That's basically the extent basically of people's the... character development is them just remembering. She has all the memories, basically. Yeah, yeah, um, and oh, guys, I remember something. <laughs> I remembered Thomas. You were the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really wish that Albie was in this thing, but he wasn't. Well, I mean, I guess he was dead, but you know, <laughs> Albie. They should have brought back Albie. I wish that Albie would have lasted longer. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that Dylan O'Brien does a good job. Um, I agree. He uh, they need people that can run in, in this movie. So. <laughs> yeah, he can run. Yeah, half of they probably. I think when they pitch this idea to him, they're like, "Okay, here's what you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to spend half of the time looking completely perplexed and confused <laughs> by everything you see, and the other half of the time sprinting. Can you do that?" <laughs> And he's and, like, okay. And also, everything you hear, you need to not understand anything. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be as like vague as possible. Which, I don't know, that kind of annoys me because I feel like in some ways this movie does try and kind of be smarter than it actually is. Yeah. Like the... I mean, just in terms of like comparing it to the other young adult movies, basically, I think it's sort of somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. for me. Maybe, maybe a little towards the top though because i do i enjoyed both of these movies yeah i think uh i don't know it's uh i kind of have similar thoughts for this movie and divergent yeah maybe this one a little better oh this was i i feel this was better than divergent yeah divergent i think probably divergent at least has the more memorable cast and more memorable performances yeah. Um, Basically, they paid more money for they less paid of more a film. M- yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, because the script in Divergent is very bad. The script in this isn't really all that strong either. Yeah, yeah, but I agree. I th- I think maybe it was stronger in the first one than it was in this one. I feel. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what? How do you think about the way this thing was directed, particularly the the second one? I just. I just wasn't a big fan of how, I don't know, the film just didn't really go in the direction that I wanted it to. Yeah. I was a fan of Maze Runner because of the structured, um, kind of like, okay, you know what they have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, here's them working together to try to figure out how to do it. This one, I feel like, okay, we kind of know what's going on, but half the time it's like, we don't really know where they're going. Yeah, and that's what the movie kind of tries to be. It kind of tries to be like, well, what's really happening here? Yeah. Oh, confusion? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so no one, 
none of the kids really know what, are, what, what what's going on. No. But your question was with with the directing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the way it's shot and everything. Cause I... yeah, um, I don't know. There's the last one was a lot of um. This one was more like jump scare kind of stuff. Like, yeah, where we definitely. like cut to these like crank chase scenes mm-hmm. and lots of fast paced stuff going on. The maze was more. Um, it was more like a. It was kind of the same thing, yeah. I guess, with the Grievers. So, and but... I mean, in theory, I would think that this one would almost be, in theory, of course, this one would be better because it was less green screen, basically. Like, this one, they were able to do more practical effects and stuff. Like, oh, obviously, yeah, with, like, you... actual people. Yeah, like, you can't do practical effects when it's, like, a giant bug thing or like huge 75 foot tall walls you know yeah yeah so i mean but but the first one worked out really well um i and i really like the the first one the way it was shot i think that the the scene where they were attacked by the grievers was shot pretty well Um, yeah yeah this one i the chase scenes were completely incomprehensible to me. Yeah, because it was just too much going on. I, I, yeah, I think it was it was too dark. There was too much happening. It was just them with the flashlights. It's it it, it, it was yeah. I I didn't like that so much. But that's kind of what this movie was gonna be like. Oh yeah, <laughs> like there's not really a way to get around that. Like, no, you, you, you can't have like. No, it's almost like a full like a lighted. World War Z, basically. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. And you know, whatever. I'm just not a big fan of that stuff. Neither am I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I was I was sort of whatever about it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess the movie was okay. Yeah, it was. I'd give it maybe a. Uh, uh. I mean, I don't know. I. I definitely had fun watching it. I mean. Er, yeah. At least, I have fun with the overall story of it. Yeah. Um, kind of. But there's a lot of problems I have with it. So I'd give it 6 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. On my my star scale, because I do a star scale, five star scale. Um, I see, mine allows more precise control. That is true. It does. Uh, yeah, yours is probably better. But mine forces me to make decisions. There's tough choices. It forces me to make the tough choices, which aren't always the easy choices. (laughs) But they're the right choices. Wow. (laughs) Was that a quote from something? I I don't know. Oh. (laughs) I don't know. I just got this quote vibe from you. See, sometimes I'm like Kanye West. Uh, I'll <laughs> I'll quote myself, and it sounds like I'm quoting something else, but I'm just that brilliant. Kanye West, Kanye West, look, man, I'm running for president in 2020, man. <laughs> huh? Hey, look, fam, we never got a chance to talk about that. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Kanyezy, ignore Kanyezus right now. <laughs> um, check out my shoes, man. Huh? My shoes look like I got him at a hospital, fam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Easy boost. Pick him uh, up at Foot Locker, man. I just clapped for no apparent reason. Okay, so I'd probably give the first Maze Runner 3 out of 5. Um, okay. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Second one, I'd give 2 out of 5. Yeah. I mean, you know. I I liked both movies. They weren't, like, <clears throat> fantastic. I mean, obviously, they're not, like, Oscar movies or anything like yeah. that. You know, it's not... And none of these were, you know, 
they were sci-fi movies, but they weren't like Empire Strikes Back. It's like they're, yeah, yeah, they were kind of. Uh, ultimately, I think if I had to rank it against Hunger Games and Divergent, uh, Hunger, I like Hunger Games more. Uh, I like this more than Divergent, though. Yeah, Maze Runner. Yeah, Maze Runner comes before Divergent. As yeah. much uh, as much joy as I get out of watching the Divergent movies, I must say that I enjoyed this more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, any any final thoughts for this podcast? Actually, I do have some final thoughts. <laughs> Speaking of Hunger Games, that comes out in November. Oh, the last one. Yeah, we need to see it. Hmm. And we'll come here with our review of all the Hunger Games movies. Sorry that this was like a two and a half hour long episode. Was it? Yeah. Or sorry, no, not two and a half hours, one and a half hours. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, I've been here. Yeah, I know. You would have just been sitting in my basement for a very long time. Well, no, I've been here for about two and a half hours. Um, eh, Yeah, probably. That's true, because I guess you got here a little while. Yeah, fair point. Come on, Gerard. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next month. Yeah. For The Martian. The Martian. Before that, Gerard has a fall TV special coming up. I do. I will probably make that sometime soon. And yeah, no, it's gotten to the point where I've talked so much that like all the mucus is in my throat and you can probably hear it. That's great. Can you hear it? Can you hear the mucus (laughs) in my throat? Can you hear the mucus, though? I'm I'm Mary. I'm a smoker. <laughs> I have a hole in my neck now. That probably wasn't. <laughs> it probably crossed the line, like that that just got gross. Look, fam. That was so loud. Mary, you don't got a hole in your neck, okay? Uh. We should probably go, so this episode ends at some point. Um. Also... Pawn Sacrifice came out recently. Oh yeah, we're going to do Pawn Sacrifice sometime soon. We'll probably do Everest also. We haven't seen the film because no one really wants to play it. But no. when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray, if they choose to make that decision... Yeah, there's only one theater here that is playing Pawn Sacrifice and it's not an enjoyable theater to travel to. So, yeah. I recently... Last night when we went to go see Scorch, I... uh I enjoyed the reclining seats at our theater, and I, it was, we're gonna, we're gonna, this is the second podcast in a row now that we've talked about reclining seats at Crossroads. We should, we, we should have a podcast, podcast, <laughs> hey, hey, we should have a podcast talking just about, we should, we should have a bloody podcast. <laughs> we should have a podcast just talking about the reclining seats at Crossroads. Probably, yeah. That would be awesome. It would just be titled Crossroads Reclining Seats. We'll do a video cast. <laughs> okay, so I'm beginning this little outroduction part. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> I guess that we have background noise here. Jabrod, Jabrod, drop a freestyle. I expected that to be a lot worse, but it actually wasn't half bad. <laughs> okay. I can beatbox, fam, huh? So, yeah. Follow us on Twitter at The Cinematology. 
Our Good blog. or Blogspot. Our Blogspot, yes, our Blogspot is thecinematology.blogspot.com. Uh, email us if you choose to do that. If you have fan mail or if you have hate mail. Yeah, hate mail too. We accept hate mail at officialcinematology at gmail.com. Any mail, actually. Yeah. Uh, so thanks SoundCloud. Thanks iTunes. Overcast.fm. I'd like to thank the homies back in Toronto. <laughs> We're going to get these shows on YouTube eventually, so... Yeah, once we get our camera set up. Or we don't even need a camera, I guess. Yeah, we're gonna do, we'll do something. Uh, we're going to make sure all you guys hear the <laughs> cinematology. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep providing cinematology for you. Thank you, Vincent Burrell of Voice Meter and Voice the Audacity Meter? team. Yes, Audacity. Thanks for your free stuff. Yeah, you help us create this podcast. Thanks for sending us that care package, by the way. Yeah, give I'm us. Kidding. You didn't send us anything. <laughs> they did not send us anything, <laughs> and nor do I expect them to ever send us anything. Uh, so yeah, give us a rating that reflects how you feel about this show, whether that be five star or one star, or something in between. Something in between. We appreciate the something in between too. We appreciate five star the most. I am not lying though. But yeah, any feedback you guys have, we are uh, we're open. Uh, we are it. open. All right. Thank you. See you guys later. Goodbye.